like at that party that we were at, they're like, oh, you have a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, but I just don't want to be that guy. Like, yeah, I have a podcast. But then again, you know, how is it that some of my closest friends who are also musicians don't know that we do a podcast kind of about music stuff? <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> like, well, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like when we, we did uh, that party a couple of weeks ago, uh, or God, was it like a month ago? I don't even know anymore. Years ago. Um, uh, uh, it was like, you know, like people are like, you guys have a podcast? We're like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. How are you? Um, uh, well, no, no. One, uh, you know, Bill was like, yeah. I, I like all the stuff except for the music stuff. Well, you would. You're a fucking drummer. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> there. Shots fired. There it is. There it is. Welcome to Two Shots and a Royalty Check, brought to you by Venmo, your money, your move, and Liquid Death, murder your thirst. Let's get back into it. And we're back. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, sorry. Uh, um, just... Speaking of back. Hey, are you, are you back in the dungeon? I am back in... I'm back! I'm back in the city. Oh, congratulations. Back in the city. You uh, washed the, the suburbs off? I, I, I returned the house. I returned the dog. Yeah. To my friends. Yeah. Uh, all in one piece. However... Uh, I think in our last episode we were talking about how I went. I had to jet up to Aspen for a little bit. Well, I did uh, not take yeah. the dog. Um, so the dog stayed at overnight at this place called Hobnob, mm-hmm. which is like a kennel, and she stayed there for a few days. And um, so I got two days off, which was amazing. Yeah. So parents, I get it. <laughs> I, I know that's a joke of like you know, and people are like oh yeah I have a dog so yeah I know what it's like parents no not at all um, but so remember where I had to do vulva rubbing on the dog <laughs> because when I first got to the house there was like some red spots oh, and itching man. and there was a cone of shame, and I'm really good at it. Were you and wearing I the cone of shame, it. or was the dog in the cone of shame? After I did it, I was. Yeah. Um, no, I. So I had to rub her vulva with with ointment. ointment. Oh my god. Yeah. And you know, yeah, it's very difficult. But I fixed it right the first one. So she comes back from the kennel, and um, oh, she no. has it again. Oh no. She's licking again. So for the coming. last few days of staying there, I had to do it again. I'm like. Yeah. God damn it, I am just a few days away from returning this dog. That cone of shame is not going on. <laughs> I'm not going to the vet. We are fixing this fucking problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I did. Nice. And then, um, and of course, my friend's flight was canceled. Oh, the first boy. one was canceled. The second one was canceled. Yeah. They had to come out of Lisbon. Then they were going to do it one day later. Then it became two days earlier. So the whole time... I'm, you know, checking schedules. And by the way, then they ended up going, instead of through Jersey, they went through uh, Toronto. Yeah. Which meant that I got to see YYZ. Ooh. I'm sorry. Yeah, you need to pronounce it correctly. Yeah, and I got to listen to the Rush song over and over. Pre- pronounce it correctly. YYZ. YYZ. Thank sorry, you. Sorry, sorry. I'm very sorry for all the people who are not American English speakers. No. YYZ. YYZ. Um, so, yes, 
Um, I, I, could please tell me that was a banjo version of that because it had a little, it had a little. <laughs> it's because I'm trying to hear all the like half tones behind it. There was an article came out recently that I just saw that said that Gene Simmons from Kiss gave Getty Lee a bass lesson. Oh my God! <laughs> he, he said he he really didn't know like you could play a G in two different places, and I'm just like, that, uh, shut what? the fuck up, Gene. <laughs> just sometimes, shut the fuck sometimes up, Gene. my head hurts with some of this stuff. Oh my gosh! Anyway, God of Thunder and rock and roll. Oh I do God. love when Kiss plays that song. I uh, I talked to a friend of mine uh, late last week, and she is cramming to learn a whole bunch of Kiss songs. Um, for uh, things she's doing around Halloween. And I was like, are you Paul or Ace? And she's like, fucking Ace, baby. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. As you should yeah. be. So um, even though Ace is kind of a disaster, you know, back in the day. Um, yeah, it's hell of totally. A f- such a fun fucking guitar player. Anyway, uh, YYZ. Yeah, oh, no, no. Let's talk about Kiss. No. <laughs> <laughs> By all means, why don't you steamroll my conversation? No, no, it's fine. Dick. No, this is a conversation. That means we both talk. Um, no, I, you know, Kiss is so funny. My brother and I loved Kiss yeah. growing up. My brother loved him more than I did. Yeah. But, I mean, um, the whole thing about the Phantom in the park. Oh, yeah, Kiss that? versus the Phantom of the park, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we got the Kiss trading cards. <gasps> That happened around the Alive album. Yes. With all the four, Mm -hmm. the four separate albums, which is the one that had four faces on it. Yeah. 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 Um, But like, we were totally into like Destroyer and like the early stuff um, because my brother and my cousin really liked Kiss. Yeah. I, oh, okay. All right. I'm just going to say it. I know. King of the hot takes here. Uh But. I thought Kiss sucked when I was younger. Uh, I was like, I, I mean, because I was into Zeppelin and yeah. I was into like Maiden and Priest, and I was like, okay, yeah. this is okay. Yeah. But like Paul Stanley's voice didn't impress me. Yeah. I was, I was not as a guitarist. I was not influenced by Ace Frehley at all. Yeah. Um, and like I got what they were doing. It's yeah. theater. I yeah. get it. But like I do, I was like, but yeah, but musically, who gives a fuck? Yeah, it would be years later before I was like, oh, simple pop songs and yeah. harder rock. Yeah, yeah, the simplicity is what sold it. But yeah. at the time, yeah, I was like, this is too simple to be good. <laughs> You're like me in my my prog cunt years. Yeah, I was totally <laughs> a metal cunt about it. Yeah, I was totally like, man, none of this is in drop D. First of all, and yeah, first of all, this isn't <laughs> sludgy enough for me. Um, yeah, and and like yeah, and I just and but I mean, I, kids, kids. If you didn't grow up during the the Kiss phase, the whole thing about Kiss being unmasked oh, and like what they the actually worst. look like. <laughs> oh my god! And then when it actually happened, they were so ugly. Oh, like boy. not good looking gentlemen. I don't want to say ugly, but like go ahead and put it back on. Was yeah. the idea. Yeah. Like, the East Coast boys. And by the way, all very older. All mm-hmm. much older than we thought. Oh, yeah. Like, they were our parents' age, and we <laughs> didn't know that. <laughs> like, but I think that's one of my... my at this age, in, in my, my late 30s, 
Um, you know, um, one of my Edit favorite. Edit that out, Kelsey. <laughs> She's gonna bleep that out. What am I? Beep, 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 I will beep. not. That's that's the lying button. Um, you know, uh, one of my favorite things from a from a marketing standpoint. Kiss is brilliant. I mean, like, oh, I, yeah. I get a guy that kind of looks like Paul and kind of sounds like him and put him up there. I don't even need Paul Stanley anymore. I just have the star no. child up there. And, yeah. you know, get get him a stern bush like Paul's and, you know, have at it, you know? Uh, you don't need the original guys. And now we know that it's not the original guys because, well, you know, Ace and Peter haven't been around for... I mean, I saw the reunion tour of the original four in the 1900s. Yeah. Um, and so it's been over 25 years at least, I would imagine, at this point in time. Maybe maybe, yeah. maybe 22, something like that, um, since that tour. And I, I, you know, I still don't care. I go see a Kiss show. I'm getting exactly what I want out of a Kiss show. It's explosions. It's stupid, you know, uh, dumb entertainment. It's like an Alice Cooper show, except Alice Cooper has a better band. Um, you know? True. Uh, but it's like I could I, – there could be anybody up there pretending to be Kiss – yeah, and as long as it kind of sounds well, like it and kind of looks like it, I'm going to buy into the theater of it. So at some point in time, Gene Simmons can retire, not tell anybody, take his owner's cut, and put you know, douchey McDouchebag up there on base, spitting blood and blowing fire and frying his hair, and send him up to the the rafters to sing "God of Thunder" instead. Do you remember a few years ago? This happens in the tribute band community all the time. Yeah. Where they get a little bit too close to like saying we're like the band we're tributing yeah. and the the flyer isn't really <laughs> yeah. clear about yeah. it. Yeah. There were people who were demanding a refund because they thought Kiss was playing in Florida and it was mini Kiss. Oh. Oh, no. It was all the the little people who yeah. are. By the way, they're a fucking amazing tribute band. Yeah, if you they don't, don't know actually who Mini play, Kiss is, they play like li- they they've got little cardboard instruments, right? They don't actually play I, the songs. I, I think they play. I don't Do know. They play them now. I, I believe so. To um, the internet. But anyway, yeah. If you don't know who Mini Kiss is, go ahead and Google that shit because it's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. But there were people that were. Um, who were pissed off about it? Um, that that they thought they were oh, no, paying they do to see actually Kiss. Play for some reason. Yeah, I they thought, play. Yeah, they, there's, I, like, I there's a Detroit a Rock bag. City version that they do, and a, the, I've heard that one. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, um, but okay. yeah, Fuck there yeah. were people that were like, oh, "That was it wasn't it wasn't stated because it said like Kiss, and then it said Mini right above it." Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> but that's the joke. Um, it's the Mini is Mini. It's mini as mini. Don't you get it, yeah. you guys? And like, yeah, it was, uh, it was a problem. It yeah. was a problem. Yeah, uh, that a lot of these people are going to go through. But yeah, when when Kiss finally unmasked, yeah, and they did, like Tears Are Fallen, I think, um, or uh, let's see, Heavens on Fire. That yeah. may have been the first one. But like the videos that they came out where it was like the first and Vinny Vincent, I think, was in it. Yeah, I think at so. At that point. Yeah. Um and so like then they were like in bold color. Like, um, yeah, I think it's Heavens on Fire. Um oh, lick it up. Oh my god, yes. Oh, if you yeah. don't if you don't know what we're talking about, go Google Lick It Up and you'll see them in like sort of bright colored stuff Very and they're still 80s wearing attire. boots. Yeah, but like they look like like, you know, like your aunties. 
<laughs> playing. Like they look like aunties because they still have like makeup residue. It seems like yeah, they were still wearing some makeup. Yeah, there you had <laughs> just to. Wasn't, yeah, just wasn't full makeup. Don't wanna wait till you love me, baby. <laughs> I know, and then they had a big comeback with like yeah. Domino and I, I used uh, to Revenge, play Domino Love yeah. live. What? That's a, a Domino is probably my favorite song on that record. And then they had the By song the way, it does that was not in, hold up. Go and look at those lyrics. Oh yeah, I know. It's uh, <laughs> and it's Gene singing them too. Um, but I love the guitar on that on that tune. But then you have the Bill and Ted Bogus Journey song. God, God gave, gave rock, rock and roll, roll to us. To you. Yeah. Keep rock and roll to put it in your soul. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kiss, but like Kiss again <laughs> is is um, singular. You know, I mean, yeah. They really, from the marketing standpoint, oh, yeah. how long they've got got to do it. By the way, I will say this though: there was one part, and this actually this actually came up a few weekends ago when we were yeah. seeing Foo Fighters. Um, I was in room three, two, one. Oh. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I wonder if anyone of my Gen X friends know about. It. I was like, so what do you think of when I say three, two, one? And um, so one of them was like, contact. I was like, yes, three, two, one, contact. Yeah. And it was a show on PBS, and this was like right after Zuma, 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 Zuma. So when those kids were home, when there were no parents or whatever, yeah. we'd be yeah. watching a little PBS in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. And one of the shows, three, two, one, contact. I think we can maybe find this on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. But they had a breakdown of showing a concert being set up. Like the live show, the, oh, the wow. lights, the yeah. staging, all of it. Yeah. I've always been a sucker for behind the scenes of music. Yeah. And I mean, I'm super young. I've got to be seven or eight years old. Yeah. And I am just freaking out. And it was Kiss. Get out. And wow. they were showing Kiss being set up yeah. and the big lights that ki you know you wanted the best band in the world you got it yeah and and it would then the kiss show and the pyro but they showed all of it like loading into the arena and the yeah. guys in black shirts setting it up Roadies. all the stuff that goes yeah. into a real concert yeah and um so if you can find that on three two one contact maybe i'll find it and i'll link it because yeah it was one of my favorite things and i like i was like oh yeah they're a real band obviously yeah. with a real stage show and mm -hmm. A thousand, yeah, but a thousand. I always got in trouble with Paul with our with our with our dear buddy Polly. Yo, yeah, he is a Kiss fanatic. Yeah, and he plays Kiss on stage. He is he plays it like it's an arena all the yeah. time. Yep, and we would get into little tiffs about where I'm like. <laughs> They're kind of hacky. Yeah, he's like, I get dude, it. Kiss is the best band in the world, dude. You don't fucking understand. Yeah, the greatest band in the world, Kiss. I understand. I mean, I used to love. I there was a guy I went to college with. I wasn't really a Kiss fan until I was in college, and we were, we would do like you know, we would do Maiden stuff and we do Queensrÿche stuff. And he's like, he's like, man, I grew up on Kiss. I want to play two guitar Kiss songs. And uh, uh, he's from he's from the East Coast, and we learned a fuckload of Kiss songs. And I was that was that was my point where I was like, ah. And then I started, you know, like, and then a couple of Halloween parties I would play. I'd dress up like Ace, you know. You got to do the space, yeah. Band. Come on. Um, and you know, uh, it just it just became a a way of uh, a way of existing. Now, I, there's an unfortunately embarrassing photo my mother took. One year when I took my brother, my younger brother, with me to a Halloween party where I dressed up as Ace and he dressed up as Peter. Peter. <laughs> and Hi, he's, Peter. he is holding up a copy on CD of Kiss Alive 
which one? Three or four? Three. Four. Three. Yes. Uh, and uh, you know, my so, first but, guess was three. Yeah. If you weren't watching in the Zoom. Yeah, I, I was. I was watching. I just was. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was. I was building for audio suspense. Now, I, my personal favorite is Alive Two. Alive Three is very much the the era we were just talking about, where the makeup came off and they uh, God gave rock and roll to use like late eighties, early nineties Kiss. But uh, yeah. And I don't My believe I don't believe Ace Chris. and Peter were even on Alive Three. <laughs> no, no. And my my brother, when we did it in Halloween, my brother was Peter Chris. Yeah. Because my brother wanted to be a drummer and I was a guitarist. Yeah. That's so we, we yeah. were going along the like the Van Halen lines, oh, yeah. the oh, Kiss God, lines. Van Halen. So he would mm-hmm. pick, you know, whatever it was. So he was Peter Chris and then I picked Gene because I was a big dude because I was yeah. that makes sense. I was bigger. And so yeah. uh, and and uh our babysitter was Raggedy Ann. <laughs> and I had some fake blood, which I think was probably ketchup. <laughs> and I and so I did the whole my my hair was in like the kabuki thing. Yeah, we both did our makeup and all that. And so yeah. at the party, my parents were partying with people. Yeah, and um, but we had a that's how much of a party it was. They got a babysitter for us for like upstairs. Yeah, um, which normally did not happen. And she was all dressed as Raggedy Ann. And they were going in and out. I think they were going to bars and coming back home and probably driving drunk or whatever. But so I, so in my, in my peak of Halloween celebratoriness, I did the whole Gene Simmons, blah, spit nice. blood all over her. And she lost her fucking mind. She was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, don't worry, it's ketchup. But there's like ketchup all over her. And then you had a white ruined, shag carpet. And I'm sure she was, yeah, I'm sure she had a party to go to later and was going to hook up with someone. Yeah, nice. Uh, that's so, did you ever hear the, uh, uh, the version of Van Halen's first record that Gene produced? Mm-hmm. Have you heard it? It's up on the internet. Oh yeah, it sounds like a Kiss record. I mean, it's I, definitely, she's a woman is basically yeah. a Kiss song. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, it, the way it starts it's with a bass riff. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to hear it and like compare it to like Destroyer and that kind of stuff. It's like it is a Kiss record. It's just you know, and and yeah. then of course, I mean, I'm a huge fan of you know. We know what a big Van Halen fan I am. So um, that that first Van Halen record, the way they decided to do it so much fucking better you know yeah oh absolutely plus the panning did templeman do the first record uh let me take a look um i'm trying to remember if ted templeman was there or it was diver down uh when he got there but but yeah i i always i always found it funny how gene simmons would you know constantly hold on to that i discovered van halen ted templeman yeah yeah and uh but you know you got to give it to him. He did. Yeah. <laughs> like he heard the demo and yeah. worked with him on the record. Yeah. And, yeah. And he did like that. That was the other thing about yeah. Gene Simmons is like a lot of his bluster was true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the the story, the legend that Kiss built about the whole you know looking for people in the paper and in New York and yeah you know and and then and doing it the way that they did it and becoming yeah. a marketing geniuses it just yeah yeah, he was right though he did do it yeah it's 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 interesting and then married a playmate and then married a playmate i mean yeah are they married or they just been together for ever yeah i don't know if they're doing that whole goldie kurt russell thing yeah goldie kurt russell we're like i choose you every day (laughs) instead of a instead of a piece of paper under god in the court yeah a a legal a legally binding contract i choose 
yes. you with my spirit and heart. Instead. I like that though. Yeah, I, I'm I like that, that way too. too. I like that as too. someone who's been married before, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't have two ex-wives like you do. Drink, How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm trying to reframe that in my in my uh, in my enlightened state in my older years, which oh, is you know, it, which which uh, I, I haven't quite figured out how to do that yet. But it is uh, it is definitely uh, an interesting uh, adventure. I was able to do it by saying I had a starter marriage and everyone should have one. Yeah, yeah. You know, the gal I got yeah. together with, she also had a starter marriage, and like, okay. yeah, you should have yeah. one of those. But yeah. there's no need to do it again. Like I did that. Yeah, I know? just like to learn things the hard way. Apparently. I just, you know, I'm a Jew. I wanted to smash the glass. This <laughs> <laughs> hoopa is built for a reason. Uh, anyway. Oh, my God. Okay, so I picked up my friends from the airport. I do yeah. think they're moving to either Spain or Portugal. Fuck yes, um, they should. Hell yes. Smart I was people. like, so do I just have the house now or what's going on? <laughs> you do don't I want own the a house. dog now? You do not want the house. I don't. You do I not don't. want the house. Not, not, not in its current condition. Nope. nope. And I'd just be a pool guy and a dog walker and a house cleaner and... <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but so I went to go pick them up and, yeah. you know, they'd been flying for 15 hours and going oh, through different places. I'm so so sorry. I was like, I'm just going to go to the cell phone lot and I'll, you know, yeah. when you guys get out, if you want to have a smoke or wait or whatever, then you just text me and yeah. I'm just like five or 10 minutes out. Yeah. And they're like, what, what is a cell phone lot? I'm like, does no one know what this is? So going to DIA. Yeah. There used to be a place where you just pull off to the side before you yeah. go into arrivals or whatever. So you're not circling the airport the whole time. And you yeah. can just wait. And yeah. you just park your car. There's a Dunkin' Donuts there. And they call it a there. cell phone lot. Yeah. And so that now yeah. they've moved it to basically a truck stop where there's a Wendy's and shit. Yeah. But it's a cell phone lot. Yeah. And everybody's like, what does that mean? And I was like, it just means that you got a bunch of people TikToking in their fucking cars. That's really what it is. So, and and so, you know, I got out and I was waiting there and it's, you know, DIA is halfway to Kansas. Yeah. And so the wind is kicking up and Uh it's so funny because some guy got out of his truck and I was like, I wonder if everyone really is TikToking because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to totally TikTok for like 15 minutes here (laughs) and wait until my texts go off. Yeah. And I heard, I heard there's this chick on TikTok that like she lays down on the ground and she's like, give him the old fucking razzle dazzle. She's just, <laughs> hilar- she has this positive mindset of like, yeah. if you only got 10% to give today and you give it all, you've given 100%. Aww. She's great. I but that. I heard her. She's great. Yeah. yeah. She does this kind of yelling thing. But I heard her on his phone. I was like, oh, fucking A, he is TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, great. In uh, Parks and Rec, the my, when they have uh, Andy Samberg on there as the for, the park ranger who speaks really loud about everything. Yeah. And and, and, and then, and oh, then yeah. sorry for yelling. <laughs> it's just the fun. And every How do time, I tell him I have no inner monologue? <laughs> he just, he, like, just the delivery that, anyway, yeah, I love that stuff. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so they're back there. You've, you've, they're you're back. free. I think you're they're free. moving. They're like, it's so, like, people are so wonderful. The oh, food good. isn't poison. Um, yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, they, well, they, uh, they're halfway, they got one step out of America, I think. Yeah. Like, one, one foot out. Yeah. But, I mean, they also drove, like, they're like, yeah, we drove, like, 1,900 miles around Spain and Portugal. And I'm like, that's impressive. I haven't driven 1,900 miles in America in the last year. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I live here. Yeah, and I, well, I mean, it is a. And vast that's adding and the hundred miles to go pick them up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Getting out of the middle of Kansas in the airport. Yeah, totally. But I was able to. So just so everyone knows, to put a button on it. Yeah. 
The dog was returned in full working order. Oh, good. No yeah, Volvo no, rubbing no necessary afterwards. Nope, everything's fine. The house Fantastic. was perfect. Good. Lawn was mowed. I I actually harvested the garden. I vacuumed. What? I cleaned everything. You were dude. A I'm a nice... I'm a great house sitter. Yeah, I'm a really good that house sitter. That is good for me to know for future. <laughs> yeah, when they came home and I cleaned their fridge out, I pulled up stuff from the pantry. I was like, I ate so everything you can in have the some, fridge. So you can have some things for breakfast. So you don't have to go to the store. Everything's fine. Your coffee maker's clean. You'll yeah. have fresh coffee, so you don't have to worry. Yeah, it there was you great. go. Perfect. Super fantastic. That sounds like you're. That, thanks for being a, a gracious, uh, you know, uh, guest host at their house. Yeah. I, it's like, I, you know, and uh, good riddance to all, <laughs> all of the crazy suburban crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just figure this means that the next time they ask me, I can be like, no. <laughs> I already did it once. That's you're, that's you're a, not that's a suburbs be a, fan, are you? It's going to be a no from me, Bob. Um, no. Well, I mean. Like I said, I grew up kind of in the suburbs. I grew yeah. up, well, in the suburbs. I totally yeah. did, just on the bad side of the tracks. Yeah, um, But, you know, it's just been so long. I'm just not used to people. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, like, one of the things I really missed about downtown is, like, junkie walking through the alley screaming. <laughs> that helps you sleep like, at night? <laughs> well, just I just know what that is. I yeah. just know what that is. And sirens yeah. and stuff, I just know yeah. what that is. And then I know if it's a bad thing and we got to, you know, get the police involved or whatever. Yeah. But out there, there are kids randomly just screaming, like little girls in their backyard just, <laughs> and they're like, fight or flight just starts hitting me. Like, yeah. is that little girl okay? Yeah. You know, like, I'm not used to hearing a child scream. Yeah. And then I was by a park where there are hundreds of eight-year-olds playing soccer and screaming. Fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. And dogs, you know, one dog starts going, it starts hitting off all the other dogs going. Oh, yeah. That yeah. also doesn't happen down here. If I hear a yeah. dog whining down here, I'm like, you know, we need to call that building and yeah. make sure those people let their dog in. Are, yeah. are they okay? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, so, but you know what was really weird is the first night I was back in my condo and back in my place, I was sitting there and I was like, I felt really weird that it didn't feel weird. Oh, like just sitting on the floor watching yeah. Hulu and fucking yeah. just hanging out, and I was like, "This doesn't feel foreign." And yeah. like I had not done that for thirty-one days. It yeah. should feel weird to me. Yeah, it felt no. comfortable. Yeah, but I mean, it should feel like normally. I just realized over the last two or three years, I have spent a month or two or three every year living somewhere else. Yeah, than my yeah. home. Yeah. And so it's been kind of like a partial tour every year <laughs> where I've lived somewhere else and had to, you know, get used to a new kitchen, a new yeah. bathroom, have my new bags, whatever. Yeah. And but I'm just amazed at how quick I assimilate back into something where I'm like, I did not do this for the last four weeks. And this doesn't feel strange to me at all. I remember feeling that about touring as well. Like, you know, yeah. like, come home, you know, like, I'm professional dog shit picker-upper person uh, edging the lawn, you know, like, doing doing all the domestic bliss tasks. And then I get on a plane and I fly to another city and I'm playing that night and I have the morning off to myself and I know to go and find a diner and get coffee. And I always, I'm always off by myself for a few hours before the show because I like to have time to myself when I'm out. And, you know, like, and switching between those two, you know, 
it, it never be it, it never felt weird to do either of them you know even if i was out for a month and a half come back home is like oh dog took a shit gotta go pick it up you know it it didn't feel weird because it's just you know because you've spent so much time going between those two things i'm home i'm somewhere else i'm home i'm somewhere else i'm sure the dog vulva rubbing probably wasn't something you were <laughs> intensely used to but uh you know it, it it makes sense that you know we get into these and and i find the uh i find the departure from the mundane and the routine to be enjoyable yeah you know yeah. so i you know and i'm sure those 31 days you were probably like i'm gonna get so much shit done oh i barely got one of my <laughs> mac screens cleaned that yeah. was the big thing and there, there the whole idea was to get all of the stuff like you know together for all the stuff i need to do in the next you know, a few weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I'm moving into a new media studio. Oh. Um, but I wanted to say something really quick here. Yeah. So I I did a post uh, not too long ago. Oh. Um, on And it was on the Facebook where I'm all private. You can't yeah. find me. Lockdown. Where I, I realized, I did this post, I said, I just did the math. I've had to do something nearly every single day for well over half of my years on Earth. 26 yeah. of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm only 32. Yeah, but exactly. Um, but I've done it for over 26 years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I imagine, and every single day, and I just had to do it again. I did this post, and it was like, this was the 9,490th time I had to do the thing I hate the most. Oh wow! I know, and you got to figure out like what it is, right? So I, yeah. I was like, I hated it as a kid. I hated it as a teen. I hated it as a young adult, and as whatever comes after that, whatever I am now, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm an adult, but it, a the gentleman task of always, a certain age. The task always fell on me, and it's on my to do list. Mm-hmm. I dread it every time. It's yeah. absolutely necessary. Oh no! It must be done. I don't bitch out loud about it, but it was just that night I realized I was like, let me do the math. I hate it. I hate this thing, and I have to do it yeah. every single day. There's been a few times I haven't had to do it, like if I was in the hospital. There was yeah. a little bit of time where I didn't yeah. have to do it. Yeah. Okay, so here's what it is. Pick up shit. Oh. I have been <sighs> the dog pooper picker-upper. The cat box cleaner. I have had the cat. I clean the cat boxes. I'm that guy every single time, whether it's my cat, someone else's, when I've been with other people. For whatever reason, I am that person. Yeah. So, but here's what's funny is I was just realizing Mm -hmm. that. Okay, so I get away from the cats, right? Ooh, yeah. he gets away from the cats. Ooh. I'm picking up dog shit twice a day. <laughs> I still had to pick up the shit yeah. every single day of my oh, goddamn life. Man. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And like I figured out how many times I've actually <sighs> had to do it. Yeah. And by the yeah. way, I had to do it today again. And oh. I have had to do it right when I got back home. Oh. Um but yes, and it is the thing I hate most in the world is yeah. I don't want to pick up shit. Yeah. And it's not with my bare hand. I get it. I have the yeah. bag or I have a yeah. scooper, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And by the way, my first business that I ever started was a poop scooper business. Oh, congratulations. I did flyers and stuff because I was doing like lawns. Yeah. And, you know, whatever, like yeah. the, the old lady across the block for me, she wanted to pay me to do her lawn. I was like, Hell great. Yeah. But awesome. I realized I would be doing these lawns and I'd be mowing dog shit. 
Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? You need oh. a pooper scooper. <laughs> and I had yeah. one of those those shakunk pooper scoopers yeah. that has like the two the things on the bottom and it's like an yeah. axe. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So that was like my first business was a pooper yeah. scooper and I made a ton of money on it. Yeah. Good. But I've As had to should. pick up a lot of shit in my time, dude. Yeah. 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 Me too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I totally, I feel like I mean, like uh, when my, when my boy had a guinea pig, um, that was a whole other level of things. Cause they, you give them this little bedding to run around it and they just, you know, wantonly <laughs> with these little pellets and, you know, he would sit with me, he'd have them on a towel on his bed and, you know, like they'd be hanging out, he'd petting the pig and he, okay, time to put... Um, the pig back in his uh, in his room, and he'd pick him up, and he'd put him in there, and there'd be four or five little giblets just sitting there, right on the towel. And he probably peed, the the guinea pig, not my kid, um, and, you know. And it just, I mean, like, and then you know, like once a week, I'm putting the pig in a a thing over here to keep him safe, and you know, uh, and I'm cleaning out all that <laughs> and putting new shit in there so he can just shit again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's not their fault, right? They got to no, shit. Somebody's no, got to yeah. shit. Everybody's got to shit. Everybody's got to. By the way, it doesn't count my own. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. I mean, I got to clean up my own too. And I know Hopefully. when I go to, I know when I go to the bathroom, it's everywhere. So it's I important know. for me to clean it up. Well, one, the walls, one of the my ceiling. friends I was telling this to, he was like, "Yeah, and you don't have kids." Like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I would have had to do that too. Yeah, there's a there's a point you get to where you're like, I have. I've had just about every possible fluid in the world upon me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and this does not bother me anymore. I've, I've got a, uh, we've got a friend who just well, got Well, hey, I toured. A, I did, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no number twos on the bus, asshole. Um, no, uh, it, it, uh, I've got, we've got a friend who just recently, like, he was, he was toying with the idea of getting a, a puppy forever, 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 forever. And he was just like, no, I can't do the shit, man. I just can't do it. I can't pick it up. I just, it disgusts me. And he got himself the cutest little corgi. Oh. That is the most adorable dog in the world. And this man is smitten with his puppy. Like yeah. he is like he is in love with that and I just he's just so happy. And he's like, I would do anything for this dog. I'm sucker. like I get it, you sucker. Yeah. I mean I'm the yeah. same way with my with, with my dog. So I, Well I yeah, mean, that's the thing is I love animals as much as I bitch yeah. about them. I yeah. I have had them my whole life. Yeah, totally. And I you know, that's except for <laughs> except for that little the window a few years where the band was really going and I and like I just didn't I didn't want that because we were touring all the time and yeah. I didn't have someone at home to take care of anything and yeah. and that was that was lovely and but but yeah I it's it's funny because um it was funny because so the dog that I was watching we would yeah. walk through the parks and there's like this beltway and it yeah. really nice like walkways but then yeah. on the side of it are really high grass <laughs> yeah. she loved to shit in the high grass <laughs> which means that i have to go step where the snakes and the yeah. rabbits and yeah. the stuff and things are yeah. to stuff go clean up the poop well yeah. i'm telling my friends this and they're like yeah. i mean you don't have to pick it up over there. And I'm like, you guys, yes, you do. Yeah. Like for as much of a rule breaker as I am, I'm like, no, that's not cool. Pick up yeah. the dog shit. Pick up the poop. Yeah. yeah. Please, and it's not you? like someone's yard. Yeah. This is a, it's, yeah. a, it's a field, Public but space, it's still yeah. like, come on, just, yeah. yeah, I got the bag. It's on the chain. It. Let's totally. go. Yeah. So I would have to go pick it up and yeah, they're like, well, if it was in the high grass, fuck that. I'm not stepping over snakes to pick up shit. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I care about this dog and I care about the world. 
Yeah, I was out walking, uh, walking one of the dogs uh, this uh, last day or so, and we were walking, and there's a, there's like three or four little snakes running all over the place, and and then at one point in time, I held on to one of the big dog's leash. Um, a little tighter because I watched Black Widow just kind of walk slowly oh. across his path, and I was like, "Okay, we're gonna let that guy go," you know, because yeah. I mean, it's all out there. And then there's a there was some other spider I saw. It was like you know, like this spider is to keep away from this one. This is deadly for your. And it's like you know, <laughs> a brown spider with a black a br- widow. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So it's just yeah. You that know. was my problem is that like you know the walks were so unenjoyable because yeah. I'm just trying to keep the dog alive. Alert. Yeah, exactly. And and by the way. She loves rabbits. And I, yeah. can I just say, li- listen, all right, old guy rant, here we go. Old man rant. Rabbits highly underestimate how fucking slow they are. <laughs> they think they can run fast. Like, there would be a rabbit, a little bunny rabbit just sitting there, and, like, the dog would, like, come up, come up, I'm, I'm, I'm hiding her name, I don't know why, it's Simmy, but, like, Simmy would come up to, you know, it's not like she's listening, <laughs> yeah. be like, you, like, you oh. fucking, uh, you didn't ask my permission, um, but, like, yeah. Simmy would see it, and yeah. I, like, sometimes they're really far away, and I'm like, I can't yeah. see it, but I yeah. know she's, like, gets into pointer position, yeah. and she's like, oh, I'm gonna get that fucking rabbit, and when she would go after a rabbit, I'm a big, tall dude. Yeah. I, she would pull me like I, yeah. I almost yeah. went down a few times. Oof, yeah. And so I did this little. By the way, again, very good house guest. I did mm-hmm. a whole Casa de whatever report for my friends <laughs> about like how many walks there were, how many times there was torrential downpours, yeah, how many times I cleaned the pool, how many times <laughs> the yard was mowed, all this. But yeah. one of the things was rabbits chased twelve. <laughs> rabbits caught zero zero yeah exactly. That's <laughs> because perfect. i am not letting her catch a fucking rabbit and yeah. and there was like this shed by the junior high over there yeah. and there's clearly a warren under there with rabbits yeah. because gotcha. every time we walked by it she was just like nice use of the appropriate terminology there my well friend. thank you very much watch really a lot of watership that. down when you were a kid Sure, sure. Uh, a little Velveteen <laughs> Rabbit, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so um, I lost a Grammy to them, you motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so she could not, she couldn't catch the rabbit because of me, but every single time, had I not been there, that rabbit yeah. was fucking dead. There was Ooh, no way that rabbit yeah. was getting away. Yeah. Like every single time, the rabbit was so stupid. Mm-hmm. Sorry, rabbits, if you're listening, but you're <laughs> fucking stupid and you're not quick enough. Yeah. And no wonder you need yeah. to fuck so much because some of you just don't, you don't know the game. This dog yeah. would have killed you 100% yeah. of the time. Yep. 100% of the time. Yeah. Speaking of Grammys. Uh huh. So you shared with me a fun yeah. thing this week. I did. About that ghostwriter, I think is the name. Of yeah, the, I think is the name. Of it, yeah. uh, like, I loosely am putting very heavy quotes on the songwriter yeah. or the producer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As the AI song that features Drake and the Weekend. And the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that the the story that was sent around everywhere wasn't just you, but yeah. um, was that that song, which is an AI-generated song using false AI-generated voices mm-hmm. of Drake and The Weeknd, had been submitted to the Grammys, and it was going to be eligible. This was the big story that was floating around on Uproxx and yeah, some of your Uprox. other finer sites. Yeah, that's such a... <laughs> Metalhead yeah. or whatever. I just find, I it fast, find it interesting, you know, like... 
with the weird things that we do as human beings. I mean, because I know there was also there was a there was a I can't remember if it was a, a piece of art or something like that that was that was up for some award or something like that. But because it was derivative of some other artist's work, even though this person had programmed it into an AI and kind of made it themselves using a, 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 a hodgepodge of other you know influences, it was not eligible for that prize and it wasn't copyrightable and it was public domain because it had been used or something something along those lines. It was no longer his image, even though he'd done all the work. To kind of you know like sculpt yeah. it within the tool that he was using, you know, so it's just it, it's all fascinating to me because it's just kind of like wild west, you know. There's no fucking rules out here yet, you know. Yeah, and and yet there kind of are. Um, kind of. So I, you know, I I am on obviously the copyright and the legal side of these things um, because that's kind of the work I do with sync and clearance and stuff. Yep. And I I always find it funny when like DJs get pissed off about like getting dinged for their work they're like i made that using their video and their song but i made it and yeah. i made it into something else and i'm promoting them and helping that artist or whatever and it's like you didn't make shit you remixed it like <laughs> yeah and i know you think that's making something but making yeah. something is not creating something you took yeah. someone else's creation it's derivative and you made something out of it, and it's a derivative work, and yeah. we have rules for that. There is yeah, a way to do that correctly, yeah. right? Yeah. So anyway, this article goes out, and and so the conversation that Stu and I had, I was basically saying, yeah, first of all, anyone no, could not. put this press release out that said <laughs> yeah. I submitted it to the Grammys because no one could prove it. The the online submittal thing. I am a Grammy voter, and yeah. then the producers wing, yeah. Um, yeah. and so there are at least ten thousand. <clears throat> submissions every year yeah and so the way the process works is that labels submit the songs Mm -hmm. um albums car artwork all all of the different categories right they submit that it goes to like sort of different work groups those work groups decide on which ones are we're gonna kind of decide out of that then you get like a huge thing in the mail and it's still in the mail a lot of times um and then you pick stuff to put into nomination. And that's how you get into a Grammy nomination. And then the board, the little work groups, they sort of decide um, how those votes were tallied and put a little bit of a little extra on them. This is where people get pissed off at the Grammys because there are like, there are like decision boards in each one of the wings. Yeah. Classical music, Hawaii, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And then they decide who gets the nominations and how many nominations there are. That has changed over the years. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it was five. Sometimes it's 10. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's somewhere in between there. Okay. So that's how it works. But like anyone can put a a recording up for, for nomination. So what it's, what it is for is consideration. You are up for consideration. Yeah. And then us Grammy voters, we get dinged on the Grammy website to go listen to these things, to go see these things. It's like, again, it's really hard to listen to 10,000 songs, you guys. So if you wonder why, like, really popular songs make it to the Grammys, it's because we've fucking heard them. (laughs) It's because we know. We we know that song, and we already it's already on your radar. And when you're a Grammy voter, there are some songs that happen during the year that you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to come up. Yeah. Like, this is so good, it should come up. Or you start thinking that way where you're like, God, this mix, man. Yeah. Um, This is going to be in my consideration category. Yeah, totally. Anyway, so that's what I kind of told Stu is that, like, anyone could have done this. There's no way to, like, say that you actually submitted it. Like, there's no way to prove it. I mean, you could show the (laughs) online receipt, the OEP or whatever. Yeah. However, 
the next day, just so everyone knows, that uh, Mason Jr., guy that's running the Grammys now, yeah, um, yeah, it absolutely is not fucking eligible. Yeah. The, this, the thing was wrong. The absolute, uh, the the site was wrong. Yeah. Um, the Harvey Mason Jr. is recording Academy Head, and he yeah. basically had to come out and say, um, no. this name of the song is called Hard on the Sleeve. And he had to basically come out and say, no, it's not eligible mm-hmm. yep. because yeah. those, so- those voices were not cleared. So the masters were not yeah. cleared. Yeah. Now, if this was like, a mix-up, a real mashup of their songs or whatever, that could be yeah. eligible. But yeah. they weren't cleared from the labels. That means the master was not eligible. And no, it will not be up for a Grammy. It will not be nominated. It will not win. None of them will. Yeah. And so there you go. That's that's how that works. That is dead in the water, and how dare you? <laughs> yeah, and it's like basically it's... So the song, when we call song authorship, it was written by a human creator, Right. But then the the underlying work, the compositions, those were written by human creators. And the Grammys have a very clear thing that the Grammys represent, protect, and represent human artists and human creators. It's very clear. It's supposed to be humanly created. Like, they've already kind of solved this on their own. Yeah. Where they're like, no, you can't, like, you can press the button, but Mm -hmm. you have have to press the button. It can't just be generated. Yeah. Um, But the problem is, is that no... The, the vocals, the AI modeling, it was mm-hmm. not cleared by the labels, and therefore it's mm-hmm. not an actual release. Oh, and by the way, it's also not commercially available because it yeah. can't be. And that's another like yeah. thing that you need to have for the Grammy uh, yeah. categories. That's also a thing you need to have to have a compulsory license. Yep. So the reason why we can cover songs compulsory for 12 cents mm-hmm. per copy is that it has to be released commercially. Yeah. That means it has to have an ISRC code. It has to be mm-hmm. available, blah, blah, blah. And this was not. Why? Because it was not cleared. Yep. So there you go. There's your little little bit of Grammy history, a little bit of AI history and all Fantastic. that. But the vocals were not cleared. And by the way, there's two types of clearances that would have to happen on that. Yeah. You have the master recording that is owned by the label that Drake or The Weeknd are signed to. Mm-hmm. So like the actual recording of their voice to the digital tape to the hard drive that mm-hmm. is the labels thing yeah yep. then you also have to have and i'm sure a lot of you have seen this is yeah. that like drake occurs courtesy of sony yeah so like if you're under a label deal you can't just go sing on someone else's record because everything you create is under your contract and so you have to get permission to do that and that's why you see that sometimes is that you know, Katy Perry. Katy Perry appears courtesy of you know yeah. Universal or whatever. So. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, like Island Def Jam. No, that's yes. another label she's on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd, that'd be funny. sweet. Katy Perry uh, yeah. appears yeah. courtesy of Sub Pop. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, that. <laughs> oh, I remember the Sub Pop meetings. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, it's just the whole thing is fascinating for me because I. I, you know, everybody's losing their damn minds about AI, especially John Connor, because he knows what the future holds. <laughs> Skynet. And, you know, but the, the whole idea of, you know, we've talked about this a few thousand times. Like, this is, this is being offered up as a, as a legitimate artwork, right? 
yeah. a work of art that is derived from the, uh, you know, like all of the information regarding these two musicians is fed into a computer, and the computer extrapolates what they would do in a specific situation. It's like a simulation theory kind of thing, right? So, uh, you know, for me, I'm looking at that, and I'm going, that's really fucking cool. Now, would I ever just stop there and go, here's, look at this thing my computer made for me? No. What I would do is go, okay, that's the, this is an inspiration point. This is a stepping, this is a, this is a, a springboard for me to get into some real creativity here. I like the basis of where this is starting. I like kind of this vibe. But then again, I think back to things like Blurred Lines, right? Yeah. Where there's like a very specific, you know, Robin Thicke and Pharrell go, uh, we want to write a Marvin Gaye type song. And they basically accidentally end up stealing Got to Give It Up, you know? And and so well, and they said it in an interview. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Can't oh, do that. yeah. You can't do that. I mean, where they're listening to Got to Give It Up and they're like, yeah, we should do something that's like this. Oh, yeah. my God. That, that, that yeah. will kill you. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I also understand, you know, the idea of like going like coming from a vibe place is like, I want to write a Marvin Gaye vibe kind of thing. I want to write yeah. a weekend style thing, uh, a Drake style. What would happen if they smash together, feed it into a computer and kind of see what happens and see what you got as a springboard. But this idea of just like, it's like when we did the, we did the AI Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. We just got handed a pile of garbage. And so you know, yeah. we, we were like, no, none of these are going to get there. There might be a line or two here we can use, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's a cool line. But, you know, um, again, the idea that I, the thing that I always like I rub up against is this idea that, like, I'm using somebody's past work to inspire a future work and not giving them any credit or payment or any of that kind of stuff, even though I'm utilizing their intellectual property to springboard from now and i can be on the other side of that too and say that isn't that what we all do you i was gonna say that's what we usually doing it with the stones guitar playing or like if you're a drummer and you want to be a bottom like drummer aren't you doing that you're just not using the recording what's it getty lee said was uh you know originality comes from a point where you're all your all your influences are mashed together so much you can't tell the difference anymore yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but so yes, we are all doing that, but I think from this 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 um um triggering an AI to c- compose and create in a specific way with regards to a specific artist, that's where you're getting into trouble, you know. It's say uh, the blurred lines things again. I want a, I want a song like Taylor Swift and it writes me a Taylor Swift song. Well, shouldn't I also be giving shouldn't I be splitting my songwriting credit with Taylor Swift at that point? Yeah. And and this comes up in sync, yeah. With, with soundalikes, so there's a term for it, right? Yeah. Like there's a cover song which you want it to. So like a lot of times you'll do like a a heavy duty Metallica song, and mm-hmm. you put a chick on it and a piano, and you make it moody, and you throw that on a trailer. Boom. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a cover song, right? Yeah. But if you do a soundalike, um, that's a little different. So this came up with Bette Midler and Cheryl Crow. Where there was an advertising agency that wanted to use, um, let's just use the Sheryl Crow thing. They wanted to use a Sheryl Crow song, and they said, "No, fuck you." This yeah. is also this often comes up in advertising, where they say, "No, you can't do it." And so what you could do is the publisher say, "Yeah, I want the money," and the publisher yeah. allows the song to be re-recorded. And so you yeah. re-record it, mm-hmm. but you're walking a fine line. 
Yeah. If you get a chick in there who sounds like Sheryl Crow, because now yeah. you are mm-hmm. misrepresenting the song, and they won in court. They basically won. Mm. Sheryl Crow got yeah. the same thing happened with Bette Midler. With a, you can look up the case law, but yeah. basically you can't do a sound alike. And what you don't do is fucking do it after you ask permission. Yeah. And the label said, otherwise. no, we don't want to yeah. use the recording for that. Yeah. And exploit the song in that way. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what's going on here. These are sound-alikes. This isn't in a Drake style yeah. or a weekend style. I mean, it this is, is a, but yeah. it's using their voice modeling, yeah. and, and that's a sound-alike. And yeah. that's why you can't fucking do that. Yeah. Here's the thing that I find interesting, if you yeah. want to get into some deep weeds here, y'all. Yes, I do. Of course I do. I love the weeds. So I have, the poop is I've, from the dog. I got some... Uh, I love weed. Um, so I got... Um, <laughs> I got a little early access. I think I talked about this a little bit a while ago, but I have access to a platform where you can like, so yes, I could go and put Drake in there weekend or something mm-hmm. like that. And so yeah. why are you doing that? Right. You're doing that because they're already famous. They're already popular. You mm-hmm. put a feature on the Spotify thing. You're going to get a million streams. By the way, Ghostwriter did get a fuckload of streams, which had to negotiate back to Universal. And there's a whole thing that happened with that. Right. But yeah. Yeah. But here's what you can do. Think about it this way. So yeah. you're a singer. You're a songwriter. You mm-hmm. have recordings. Go yeah. and put your voice in it. Mm-hmm. Go and put your songs in it. And yeah. then generate your own songs using yeah. your own voice. Now you can record and release 25 fucking things every month of you yeah. singing. Oh, and I don't have to strain my voice in the studio. Scrape. You can and give yourself your own rights for it. You can clear yeah. it yourself, like, but you go. don't have to do the the thing. Now the thing is, is that it works a lot better with people that use Auto Tune, right? Mm-hmm. They use a lot yeah. with Melodyne. You yeah, know, that it's already treated digitally. That's yeah. why the Weekend and Drake work in this. That's why they're yeah. not using. That's why Zach Brown isn't like a very good. You are yeah. a Chris Stapleton. People or that a sing Death Cab you know, for Cutie Dave or Sting. Matthews. Sting yeah. is flat, notoriously. Yeah, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Raspiness. You know, the difference yeah. between chest and head voice. The yeah. difference between like how you do some of those things. Um, yeah, I'm afraid to do it because that platform then has the right to use your voice for other people. Yeah, yeah. And the, you're kind of giving up that right. So I'm I'm trying to get it in my computer to try this mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where, we, where if I have experiment. it offline, then it's not on the platform. And I have yeah. it on, offline, then I can Air do gapped. the generative AI shit here. Yeah. Um, but in that sense, look, it's cheating and it's kind of soulless and it's fucking, yeah. it sucks. And but- like... If your fans were like, how the fuck did you record 25 songs this month? But you can also get instrumentals and record the vo- re-record the vocals yourself and put a little bit of soul into it. If yeah. you want to. Yeah, or you can just, you know, do a double over it, do yeah. a live thing, but, but like do all the heavy lifting, let the thing do the heavy lifting for you. Um, and I mean, and that's no different than using, you know, uh, Alter Boy, like doing harmonies yeah, or stuff, or just stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no different than some of that. So, I mean, that that to me is kind of interesting. To where, yeah, totally. Now, and as a person who is about to embark on recording hundreds and hundreds of my own songs, Ooh, boy, I kind of am like, Ooh, this might be a way to do it. Yeah. No kidding, right? Like, that could be a way. where, And that's not, like, to be a commercial success or anything. It's just, like, I would like those songs to be... You want to catalog to your own stuff. Just done, you know, yeah. and 
on a file in a yeah. file somewhere. But so I find that interesting. I think that I've I've talked to a few label people about this, about, um, you know, look, the people that are doing it this way, these are crypto fucking people. They're just trying to push (laughs) push the edge of AI to, like, you know, make it commercial and and break the law and make them basically come after them. And and they did. And um, but, you know, this is why the press picks it up, because it's an interesting story. Yeah. But when you talk to real label people about it, it's like, how could we use this to be more efficient in, like, actually our own artist work? Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit different. Like, that yeah. that would be an interesting thing to be like, okay, we haven't... Yeah. But see, now you get into the SAG after stuff, too. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, if a label has you signed for your recordings, yeah. let's just say it is a Katy Perry type thing. Yeah. Um, and they mm-hmm. want to make an imprint of your voice. Yeah. And then use an outside producer to create the underlying composition. Yeah. And then they ask you to, you know, hey, throw me some lyrics and some melody. And you do a little voice note. And then they just plug in Katy Perry. And, you know, Bob's your uncle. You got a single. And, like, yeah. we're not too far from that being very possible, yeah. doable, and probably commercially viable. Yeah. It's the question of, like, well, okay, so... You know, I remember we 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 had we had conversations over the years of like you know what when I'm uh, licensing some music when I'm when I'm syncing something, where do I draw the line on what I say yes to, right? Yeah. Like I don't want my music involved in a Norwegian whaling commercial, even though that's not a thing anymore. But you know what I mean? Like you know, I'm not. We're not showing. We're not playing my song. Under a clubbing baby seals, you know. I, that is. Do you remember that when I signed you and Damon? Yeah. That was our yeah. first conversation yeah. in that bar. Was like, I don't want my use, music used for clubbing baby seals. <laughs> and I was that like, if right. I ever get that brief, I'm gonna call you. Yeah, and we still have not because I don't but think it, there are many that. Sh- <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> there's not club, a baby clubbing seals baby and, seals club yeah. that's looking for. Yeah, looking for, yeah, I know, right? But the 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 other piece of it is like you know, like okay, like with regards to the SAG after thing, they're talking about like if I do a like there were some actors they've said that had to have you know to some extras that they were basically scanned on their way through and they can now do whatever they want with that body image and not pay that person for their likeness, which I think is where we're starting to rub up against this. Um, yeah. My, you know, I, the way I look, who I am and what I am is my personal property, and this is my brand, and you don't get to use it without my permission. And yeah, right? with your permission, like they just did this with Harrison Ford with Indy. Yeah. He said that, like, the reason they were able, I haven't seen the new Indy film. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones. Um, the Dial but, of Destiny. Yeah, um, but the, they're they're showing him younger, yeah. And what they basically did is take all of the previous Indiana Jones, use all of those composites, and mm-hmm. then make that to make him do the lines, and then they just pasted that on there. Yeah. And he thought it was amazing that he could yeah. do like sort of the younger guy. Yeah. And so I mean, in a way, it can be good if you have yeah. permission. Yeah. But it comes but down the to the permission. Yeah, exactly. Side, I think, and that's why I'm wondering, like, the difference between a label doing this mm-hmm. with the artist's permission yeah. and some douchebag producer that's, like, trying to push, <laughs> sorry, ghostwriter, whatever, I'm sure you're very talented. Um, but, like, you know. My God, the Stop wasting our the, fucking the, time with all this stuff. <laughs> but, by, but by the way, and I'm just going to say it, the song sucks. Yeah. I can it's tell it's generative. Song. Yeah. I can tell it is. I can tell that's mm-hmm. not Drake's voice. Yeah. Yeah. I it's can tell. It's missing all of the humanity. Yeah. 
But I mean, I do know that. I do know that plenty of people couldn't. I know that yeah. there, especially younger people that aren't used mm-hmm. to like nuances of maybe you mm-hmm. haven't listened to music for 40 fucking years or something. I get it. And you're yeah. just going to be like, yeah, it totally sounds like Drake. Yeah, so you've um, been listening to music since you were negative four? That's amazing. I know. Since well I done. Was okay. Well before I was in my father's balls. Yeah. He yeah. put a speaker to his testes and had that. <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested if I can get this offline, we're gonna do an experiment with it with yeah. ours. Yeah. Um but again, I I personally, you know, look, I know it's an old guy thing, but old I do like um I like imperfect. I do too. I like imperfect recordings. I like yeah. a little yeah. bit of uh like a little bit of looseness, a mm-hmm. little bit I like when the voice doesn't hit exactly. I'm yeah. not an auto tune guy. But yeah. listen, that's not the world we live in. Um a lot of pop yeah. music and a lot of rap music absolutely is completely tuned to the grid. Um, yeah, I don't like that either. I don't I think care for a, it. I think there's a there's a way to utilize it to be useful. Um, but I also think that the way that we hear music, the way that our ears hear things in our brain, because we don't actually hear things, our brain interprets things. We know this. It creates um, it, yeah. Like, you know, uh, it, it recreates it. That's right. Um, and like, I know for a fact that if I listen to something and I go, I can see that note is perfectly on the grid. I know all the instruments are in tune. Why does it sound sharp to me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and that's and that is uh, that is something that you and so you know if I go into you know Melodyne then and I'm able to you know manually drag that down by four or five cents, all of a sudden I'm like oh that's that sounds better to me that sits better for me, it lets me know that the grid is not perfect, uh, you know well tempered tuning is not we know it's not perfectly in tune yeah yeah and so you know like you have to give it it has to be filtered through a human being for it to sound. Like it, like it should. Although I also will allow this. I do understand that some of this has to do with genre. You're doing electronica music. Yeah. You're doing some rap kind of music. Like I get it. Like this, I'm, that's not my preferred genre for music that moves me. Yeah. But like, I don't mind like an electronic EDM song that has like a very over-processed voice that's perfect on. Yeah. It's very, it's supposed to be mechanical, right? Like part of it is supposed to be that way. That's not the music that moves me and maybe the music I want yeah. to do drugs and go to the club to or whatever. But like, <laughs> but the music that moves me is very emotional. The vo- yeah. vocals are emotional and they're real and yeah. I can tell and I can hear breath and I can hear yeah. a scratch on the strings. I can hear, yeah. you know, a tick on the stick of the, you know, I can yeah. hear things. Yeah. And, and so, but that's just me. Like I, yeah. I and I understand that I like say maybe you're 22 years old or, you know, whatever. And you're in your twenties and you're like, no, I love fucking electric music i love like kind of ai mm-hmm. kind of music yeah maybe that maybe that is going to be the future it's not the future yeah. i want to help fight for though Meh. like good for you let's duke it out yeah. but i still want some fucking i want some junk on my vocals <laughs> me too you know I want some content there that's right oh that's right that all a right good rant let's there buddy get to this thing of the sink, week. Sink, week, week, sink, week. You want to go first on this one? Yeah. Uh, again, I'm still, I'm still bendering my comfort food shows as you know. I'm working through all uh, a whole bunch of stuff, and so I've been watching uh, Gilmore Girls because I love it so. And I don't I'm, wait. 
No, no, no. Did you just Dawson's Creek? I did. I totally you did. <laughs> For my sandwich to get colder, I want to eat it right now. <laughs> oh, those There's are not, a family guy oh, thing on that. Yes, there are. The history. Oh, my God. Him standing on that fucking boat. Okay, sorry. Gilmore Girls? Yes. <laughs> Love Gilmore Girls. Rory. Okay, yeah. So, you know, like, of course, it's like, it's a very musically dense show. You know, it's Amy Sherman Palladino and her husband, <gasps> Daniel Palladino, uh, you know, with creators and, and you know, yeah, major contributors to that. The, the last episode they were involved with, there was one season after they... They kind of, you know, stopped writing and stopped creating, which was... Uh, but the end of season six, the town, the small town they live in um, has a town troubadour, right? And the town troubadour leaves town to go on tour with Neil Young, right? <laughs> so in season six, episode 22, uh, all of these musicians start, like, flowing into town to take over the town troubadour uh situation so we've got and i'm talking like yola tango and sonic youth so we get there's kim gordon and all you know it's all this kind of stuff right but my favorite one is they're walking across the street at one point in time and you 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 come across ron and russell male of sparks right wow and they are playing the song perfume and you know they're just you know sitting there just having it it's and it's so well placed and, you know, Sparks are mentioned probably about seven or eight times throughout the series. And every time they mention them, I get really excited because I love Sparks. You are a big Sparks for a long fan. Time. Um, and, you know, well, it's Dr. Demento turned me on to, you know, like yeah. Sparks. You know, same, same reason Google I love that, Weird folks. Al. Google that, folks. Google that. Weird Al and Frank Zappa and all that kind of, you know, like uh, even, um, you know, not what am I thinking of here? Never mind. I lost my train of thought on that. But anyway, Perfume, Sparks, in the town troubadour episode and they're you know performing a version of it which is not the version that's on the record that they came out um but uh it's an interesting it was it's really really fun to watch like all these like musicians kind of pop up here and there like uh carol king wow uh, you know is is this is wrote the theme song um and is also the owner of a music store in the show sebastian bach is a guitar player in one of the characters' bands. And yes. he has a sandwich shop. So it's like, you know, there's like really fun little like like stuff like that going on. Shout out it, to Sebastian Bach, one of the best Canadians ever. Ah, just a delightful man. He really um, is. So um, I couldn't find a music soup on this, but there's a guy, they had a music clearance manager named Leo T on this one. Leo T. And I, and I'm curious as uh-huh. to like it was. I just could not find a music soup on it. I w- I'm I'm guessing the creators called in some favors, yeah, you know, or something like that. And he was responsible for clearing their versions of their songs they performed on set. It was probably Ocean Way or PJ Blue. <laughs> it was one of those. Yeah, probably. You know, <laughs> I wish those, I was but... back in that. Was that a CW show? Um, or I was don't it know, a CW, WWB or whatever it was? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I wish I was pitching back in the day. I I never pitched to Gilmore Girls. I I love that show a lot. I really do. It's yeah. like just like I, you know, it's the same reason I love the West Wing. It's the it's the energy of the conversation. They're all just caffeinated up, and how two women that eat like those two do manage to maintain those yeah. stuff figures is pretty incredible to me. No you know? shit. No yeah. shit. Well, that's anyway. a good one. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Mine is from. Only Murders in the Building. Oh, season three? I am on season three. Oh, good. It's so good. And actually, just the other night, I saw episode three, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, and there the is a song that is from the newly imagined Death Rattle, the musical. 
Um, so they're doing this play, <laughs> the, yeah, Death yeah. Rattle, and then yeah. um, the star of the play, Paul Rudd. Um, it just it's jam packed this year with Paul Rudd's in it, um, yeah. and he dies. And yeah. so they got to kind of keep this play alive, and Martin Short's character turns it into a musical. Perfect. <laughs> and so it's Perfect. Death Rattle the musical. Next. Excellent. And there's, you know, it's supposed to be a showstopper. They need to come up with a showstopper song that's mm-hmm. like a big musical song. Mm-hmm. And um, but he ends up writing this this like really song with heart, and yeah. he writes it on Chinese takeout menus. <laughs> um, and so. One of the characters, and I'm not going to give away too much here, but Meryl Streep is in it this year. Yeah, and I knew that. Fucking yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. And so she finds this song, and he kind of plays it a little bit, and it's this nanny in this new play slash musical. Yeah. And so he's like, "Yeah, it's not a showstopper song. They got to play it for the producers." And um, he's, she's like, "Yeah, but it's the heart of the show. You need to play it." And he's like, "I'll only do it if you'll sing it." And Aww. so she sings it, mm-hmm. and it's called "Look for the Light." And this mm-hmm. song is fucking amazing. It was written Aww. for the show. I love it. And I'm watching it, and I'm I'm just sitting there going, "This is such p- professional Broadway songwriting." Yeah, it has this the threes going into the chorus, but the lift goes into a major. There's all these little things when you've written musicals. Mm-hmm. Then I've written some musical songs where I'm like, "Oh my god, they did it!" And like yeah. I'm just waiting. I'm watching it and listening to it as yeah. a songwriter, and like, mm-hmm. oh. Every time it was like, up, oh, perfect, hit that, nailed the landing nice. there. The yeah. the rhyming structure here is perfect. Like I'm just the whole time it's just a joy as a songwriter to listen to. And yeah. it's a good song. And Meryl Aww. Streep is killing it, by the way. I love it. Yeah. Meryl Streep is singing it. Well, this song was written by Sarah Borales. Get out. Of course it was. And Binge Pasek and Justin Paul. Pasek and uh, Paul, which is a very yeah. big like um yeah. uh Broadway songwriting group or team. They they did Dear Evan Hansen, they did mm-hmm. uh the music in Spirited, that yeah. um Christmas show that was amazing on Apple TV. Uh Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, yep. is that right? They yeah. have an Oscar, a Grammy, a Tony, a Golden Globe. Yeah. All they're missing is an Emmy to get the EGOT. They're very close. But anyway, it's called Look for the Light, season three, episode three. Yes, it's a musical song. Yes, it's kind of a ballad. But it is, if you're a songwriter and you like musical music, it is Mm -hmm. fucking perfection. It's going to win shit. It is so good. And not to mention Meryl Streep does a great job of singing it. But anyone that, like, this is, this could... This could be on any musical stage, and it is right there. And as we yeah. know, Sarah Bareilles, you know, waitress and waitress, the and stuff she did yeah. on on yeah. Broadway, it's mm-hmm. perfection. It's perfection, and it's great, and it deserves Fantastic. a lot of love. So there you go. I love it. Awesome, good choice, man. That's great. Yeah, not bad. I'm excited to catch up now. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this sucker up. Press pause, Kelsey. Shh. Okay. Um, remember to rate and subscribe give us five stars leave a hilarious comment on Apple Podcasts by the way leave us more cuss words on Apple Podcasts yeah, we don't have enough cuss words yeah, on there we don't have enough, a lot of four letter words we need more yes a lot of we four got a letter we gotta meet every week start them with C end them with T see what you can come up with that's a good place to start can't <laughs> Kurt <laughs> oh I know both of them uh, <laughs> quit 
Oh, anyway, oh, uh, you can follow us at Two Shots Music Pod. Uh, you can email us, Two Shots Music Pod at gmail.com. Two Shots Music Pod at gmail.com. By the way, if you ever want to listen to the show just for free, for funsies, just go to Two Shots Music Pod.com. You can find all the shows, the little experiments yep. that we do, get a hold mm-hmm. of us, do all that stuff right there on our own very website. And we love you, YouTube people. Thank you for coming yes. into YouTube. Um, yes, thank you. We might be going to video here sometime here. But we'll see. We might get so some video exciting. coming up next. Yeah, very exciting, very exciting. Very exciting. So until we talk to you next week, uh, we hope you write a great song. You're looking great. You're smelling great. Feel yeah. great about yourself. Do great work. Feeling great. Feeling great. Feeling fine. Enjoy. Love you. All right. Love you guys. Bye.